Well, this is a little overdue. You know, the we were supposed to have this review of M. Night Shyamalan's latest film, Knock at the Cabin. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to do this a while back. At least you guys were supposed to do it. But there was a big freeze here in Texas. And you know, when we just get a little drop of snow or a little ice on the road, people die. Electricity goes down. Trees commit suicide. <laughs> trees took, trees, people, trees took down Austin. It's like the happening. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm like, where's that M. Night Shyamalan movie? It was right. <laughs> Except nature actually did something. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't going around talking about. <laughs> where's the killer tree movie? <laughs> the tree that killed Austin. But, but yeah, man. I, I, I told, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I told people, man, I'm, I'm kind of glad that uh, the movie got canceled because if I can't go, y'all shouldn't go. Sure, you know? okay. So, I, that's how it is. yeah, that's that's I'm petty like that's that. Fair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Fair. No, that, that is very petty. That is very. Oh, there's a twist. <laughs> 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 I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <Didn't> say that. <laughs> but the movie, I don't even know how it did this weekend. I know it was getting kind of mixed reviews out there, but I do have to say that uh, the trailer, the trailer had me intrigued, which we'll show you right now. Dave Bautista looks like he's part of a cult. Shows up at the door of this gay couple and their adopted Asian daughter and says, you know what? Y'all are just too hipster. <laughs> y'all are just, y'all are just too liberal. You know, mm -hmm. one of y'all gonna have to kill each other <laughs> just, just to break this up. Oh, and by the way, also, uh, God is pissed again. He's making, he's made another apocalypse, and he's going around making people just do shitty things for no reason. Like I don't know, kill your loving husband over here, if you want to save the world. That is, yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, but if you don't, the world's gonna end. Yeah. And by the way, just to make you feel extra shitty. You're going to be the only ones alive so you can see exactly what you did <laughs> when you did not kill somebody or make a sacrifice and only thought about yourselves. Dave Batista, I would say, probably plays the most frightening Jehovah Witness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. As can we, I come into your house and talk to you about the Lord? <laughs> Do I have a choice? <laughs> no. <laughs> now, where was I? Let's go ahead and take a look at this trailer for M. Night Shyamalan's latest, Knock at the Cabin, and we'll be back with a very much belated, by no choice of our own, very much belated review. Hi there. Can I talk to you for a little bit? You have to come inside right now. There were four of them. What did we say? You shouldn't make things up when we're talking about... Can you open the door, please? They're breaking in! I got you, baby. We're not here to hurt you. Shit. But you have to stay here in the cabin with us. Families throughout history have been chosen to make this decision. Your family must choose to willingly sacrifice one of the three of you to prevent the apocalypse. We're not sacrificing anyone. For every no you give us, hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. It's really happening. Sweetheart, close your eyes. Will you make a choice? You have to somehow trust us. We're normal people just like you. It doesn't matter. None of us believe you. We will never choose anyone. Live! 
Damn, boy, big man, he got all that quick. <laughs> stealthy, <laughs> stealthy, man. <laughs> the war gives him the power to teleport. <laughs> Silently. <laughs> sure did. I would have been scared. I'd be like, how the fuck did you get over here? I just saw you. <laughs> I'm afraid the rule is that no one's allowed to leave until you choose. Think it's all just a coincidence? I have to believe that. My son is gonna die. His name is Charlie. As a mother, I am begging you. You're the only one who can stop this. Andrew, I saw something. There was something in the light. And I feel it now. I'm taking my family and I'm leaving. Andrew, back failed to choose, the world will perish. We've been given the chance to decide the fate of everyone. Time's running out of the world. I'm scared. There is nothing more flawed and perfect in this world than our family. Please make a choice. Always together. Always together. I will ask for the last time. Will you make a choice? I'm interested to hear what all of you have to say about this because, I, you know, just like a lot of M. Night Shyamalan's movies today, kind of dividing people a little bit. I mean, well, I say dividing, but just, you know, it's divisive. It, 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 well, yeah, because there's, a, you know, there's, there's people who really like the movie, and then there's some people who just say, I, you know, I, I just don't get this guy anymore. But I will say that. For me, just right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, I think that this is his best directed film since The Visit. Anna's not feeling well. Grandmother's fine. It's like somebody talking in their sleep. What's he doing? They're weird during the day. I was just cleaning it. You know, that... Okay, so here's the thing with M. Night Shyamalan. Either <coughs> when he's either working with a low budget, like he did with this movie here, The Visit, or... When, when he's not working towards a gimmick, I think that's when he's more focused and great. Now, I, I can't really say that that's what he does. It just, I'm just, it's just a feeling I get, man. Because when he's got these movies that have gimmicks, twists, and things like that, I think he's so interested in dropping clues here and there that mm -hmm. you'll go back and catch mm -hmm. that, you know, he's, I, I don't think his pacing is as good. I don't think he's working on the pacing that well. It's a problem with uh, so trying to set up <laughs> the surprise ending yeah. that you aren't present in the moment making the film flow and, and, and work correctly. It's like, yeah. well, why doesn't this happen? Well, that's because it's going to be a surprise later on. Wait, you see. But I'm here right now, though. <laughs> Don't do everything for that. Shh. All will be revealed. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, so that you go back and you, and you could say, oh, man, I should have caught that. Yeah. No, you know, I don't want no goddamn magician right, slight right. eye thing going on. <laughs> I think when he doesn't have to work on a gimmick of some sort, and I'm not saying what happens in this movie right here, but it's not like his other films where we're sitting up there waiting for something to happen or trying to predict for something to happen. He's just, what he is working on and what's, uh, what's working for me is that he's working on the pacing where the suspense level in this is pretty amazing, man. Uh, you know, this, instead of working on some some sort of gimmick or working towards something near the end, he's really trying to make this more of a tense head game, you know, throughout this film. You know, these 
crazy people show up and throughout the movie. He really does effectively. I think he effectively plays his game with your head where you're questioning the whole time, are these people real or not? What is that deal? Are they speaking the truth or are they just crazy? Um, you know, uh, when he has good material or when he's not concentrating on that, 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 that goal at the end, I think he's a brilliant director, man. And I, that, for me, I think that's that's he he directed this very effectively. Uh, I, well, I, I'll just say, you know, I, I I agree with you. I do feel like this is probably his best film since The Visit. It does not reach the heights of something like The Sixth Sense or Unbreakable. No. But what what this movie does so well is that he creates tension and just like this whole idea of like, okay, are these people actually crazy or do they have a point? I'm shocked that they showed that. I, I never saw this trailer before. I saw an older trailer where they, they oh. you don't even know, like the whole, the whole world ending and stuff like that. It was just like, you have no idea. Like, are these people just crazy? And so the, the seed, like they put all that in the second trailer. I'm very surprised by that. They kind of give it away there. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like you have some some very good performances. Uh, uh, Jonathan Gruff and you, which you, you've seen him in multiple things, uh, Netflix's Mindhunter and, and things. And, uh, oh, and he was and, also and, in, uh, what you call it? Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton, Hamilton yeah, yeah, he plays King George. And then the, the person who's playing his husband. Uh, oh, Ben Aldridge. Ben Aldridge. I, very good in the movie. I like their kid, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Shyamalan, he's very oh, hit and miss. Great. Uh, when a, uh, Kristen uh, Cooey. Cooey. Kristen yeah. Cooey. You know, yeah. Shyamalan, I think, you know, uh, later in his career, has been kind of hit and miss with directing kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's great. And, you know, the standout is, is Dave Bautista. My, my issue with Shyamalan, like you, I know you guys' big issue was the gimmick. My issue with him for a long time pretty much it's been post unbreakable is that he's forgotten how to write and direct human beings that's my mm-hmm. biggest issue um because and it's, and it's on display in this movie there are so many scenes with characters where they just don't sound normal mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about like well because they're crazy it's like no like the way in which they're speaking mm-hmm. enunciating their cadence it's like they speak so matter-of-factly like they're these lifeless automatons and i'm thinking why do you keep why you why has he been doing this for the last 20 years mm-hmm. and it's like it's not necessary i saw movies where they don't do that you know in in the sixth sense and unbreakable and suddenly he just he's embraced this cadence for his characters and and everyone does in this movie not not all the time it's certainly not in like compared to old where everyone sounded like that throughout the entire thing mm-hmm. but it's here again i'm thinking like if you just eliminated that then this would be a lot better but he's adamant about writing people this way and it's weird and it's off-putting for me i think he did it with the the maybe uh, 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 perhaps cult members uh, with this, but I I thought his treatment with the 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 gay couple was actually actually felt real to me. Mm-hmm. I thought the little girl felt real to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they you know because I know what you're talking about. Yeah, in his movies, you know, he really has this very quiet and stilted way of talking. That's that was his way of creating tensions in films. And instead, it was just fucking boring. But here, I thought that the gay couple, you yeah. know, they I thought that they I thought they felt very natural in here. Now, you know, the, the other people, yeah, you know, they're kind of nuts. So, you know, I, 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 say, I saw it with that. But go ahead. It, it makes sense for, for them to do it. Uh, no, I'm with you guys. Uh, it's 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 well directed by him and, and there's plenty of tension uh, going into it. And I was really into it for the first act or so. Yeah. Uh, about halfway through, yeah. I started to find it very unconvincing where I was like, there's so many questions here that aren't being addressed. Like even the characters themselves would have questions about what's going on. Matter of fact, this, by the time it got to the end, I was like, you know what? This whole premise was just completely flawed. What the hell? I was like, like, like it reminded me of us where you're like, man, this is such a great ride. And when it gets to the end to whatever is the explanation, 
you're like, wait, what? What yeah. about this? And what about this? Yeah. And, like, I, like, I wish I could have seen this movie with M. Night in, in, in our private screening room. Knock on the back of the head. <laughs> well, I would have a remote control where every so often I would pause it and go like, hold on, I'm sorry. They just said this and then that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, pause. Okay. Why isn't he asking him about this? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, man, I, I want to go with this. But the, the more I think about it, the more it just falls apart. Okay. I, 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 I'm kind of thinking I might have liked this better than both of you, but I got one big problem that just brought this movie down a, a big grade for me. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to that in a little bit. And it's too bad because there's so much in this movie that I like. Uh, for one, I really love Dave Batista, man. Sure. Now, yeah. I don't want to do this thing where I say, Rock, you suck. Dave Batista, you're cool. You know, I'm not going to do that. But... Mm-hmm. Because uh, Dave Bautista, just, he, I, I'm not going to compare to The Rock. He just does not want to be an action star. Yeah. He wants to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he knows, he knew this, he saw something himself before anybody else did because he's he's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah this guy is. has so yes. much range. Uh, one of the things I like about Dave Bautista in this movie is the way, first of all, M. Night Shyamalan frames him, man. I mean, Dave Bautista's big, but he makes his ass look huge he does. in this movie. When he walked up on that little girl, I thought he was going to pick up and eat her. <laughs> you know? I, I didn't expect him to have a conversation. Um, There's a lot done with the sound design when he's walking in the cabin and, sure and, and the floorboards creak. Mm-hmm. Even, though he, even though he's being gentle <laughs> yeah. and walking slowly. It's he's still, a big old nerd. Yeah. <laughs> he's got those big Godzilla feet he's walking yeah. with, man. Shit, Tokyo will be shaking every time he walks, man. The other thing with him is that that I, that I love about him that I think he brings to this to this story. One of the things that I think uh, make me makes me like this movie probably more than you guys, or at least enjoy the movie more than I thought I would, is that uh, I really believe him when he says he's the he's the villain and he's the emotional center of this movie because. I, you know, I, I think he's great in his role. And what makes him so great in his role is that I believe him when he says, I don't want to do this. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. This this yeah. this task that I have, uh, I can I, I think he convincingly convincingly sells that that's that that inner conflict, man. Oh, yeah. I feel really. And, I, and the thing is, he's there talking about I'm about to kill one of you and I feel bad for him. You know, I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, I, I really, I feel so bad for him. I was kind of like, you know, why don't y'all just stop and listen to him for a moment? You know, I mean, he might have a point. I mean, I ain't the one I got to die. But I'm saying. <laughs> or I'm the guy that people probably would have hated if I was in a room with them, because I probably would have been one of the guys tied up. And I would have been like, well, you know, let's just listen to him real quick. I mean, you know, maybe he got a point because I think he sells it that well. Also, being that he's the the, the sympathetic part of the movie and the villain, I was also wondering, even though I felt bad for him, I was like thinking, okay, when is this big ass going to get fed up and start losing it? You know, look, I told you, mother, I've been trying to be nice now. <laughs> told you motherfuckers what I got to do. And I tried to be cool and reasonable. He's so big that at any moment, that adds to the tension. He's so that, big that at yeah. any moment, you think he's going to lose his mind. Yeah. He's like, listen, I ain't got to sit up here and listen to y'all. I tried to be nice. I gave y'all a courtesy. You know, I can just break y'all's legs, mm. make you beg to be killed, you know? <laughs> um, and I think the rest of the cast is really great too, man. You know, uh, as I said, you know, with with, uh, with looking at him in the movie, you know, I think that uh, uh, he's, he's so big and he's so, uh, and, he's, and, he, and, and he is pretty much the main character here. 
out of those other three people that uh, I think he kind of overshadows everybody, but everybody else is good, man. Literally uh, and figuratively. <laughs> what's that? Literally and figuratively. Oh, literally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's providing shade for everybody when it gets hot around there. You have to understand that we cannot and will not choose who is to be sacrificed for you. And just as importantly, we cannot act for you. You cannot kill yourselves. We're not choosing anyone. We're not sacrificing anyone. Not now, not ever. Even if it means the death of everyone else in the world. Yes. Even if I believe the world was at stake, which I don't, that's what it means. I would watch the world die a hundred times over before having- Christ. Waste of time. They're never gonna choose to do this. And I don't blame them. And people saying, is that that wizard boy? <laughs> yes, that's Rupert Grint. I showed this to show you just how good Dave Bautista is, but Rupert Grint is really good for the short time that he's in here. Yeah, a little bit he's there. Yeah, he's he's very good in his movie, man. Uh, Rupert Grint has a lot more range than a lot of people is probably giving him credit for. I, would, I know he has a show. Mm -hmm. right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. well, it's M. Night Shyamalan's show. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, you know, he makes me want to watch what he's doing right now because I really loved him in this movie, man. I didn't, you know, like I said, I didn't, I didn't, I don't see him in a lot of things. But um, the other thing I like about this is that this this cast that they have, these characters, these characters, uh, they get a lot more frightening to me throughout the movie. And I think one of the great things about how these characters frighten me is because it's it's a lot of things that frighten me with them is that uh, it's in a way I don't expect. You know, it's not anything that they necessarily do to the couple in there. They do some things that are downright frightening to me or either adds to the tension. And I can't say where it is, but it's not what you think it is, man. Uh, you know, they do certain actions in here that 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 makes it frightening because if they really believe what they're talking about. And if they really believe what they're talking about, what they're about to do is probably going to be, you know, they start to put in your head all the frightening outcomes that could happen with this because they are so, they're, if, if they are real, you know, or, or, if they are, or if they are crazy people, they're just very fanatical about what they're doing. What's also scary about them is that they, you know, they keep saying, you know, I, we're not here to harm you. But you are. <laughs> you showed up with these big ass medieval ass weapons. <laughs> they also say, this is completely your choice. But they busted in and tied us up. So I feel like this is not our choice. Yeah, at least to a certain extent, you know, and it's, and it's still a frightening situation. But what makes it scary is that they say, is, we don't want to do this. Hey, we're sorry. They keep being polite when clearly somebody has got to die. And I don't give a fuck how polite you are. I don't, even, I don't care how many please and thank yous you have. Somebody's going to die here. And that's not an easy thing to swallow right now. It doesn't have to be like this. Yeah, it don't. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, y'all fucked y'all. I'm going nowhere. Yeah.
that's another thing that's that's with this movie right here. It's a as a bottle film, I think it's very effective because you know it, there's the, the bottle film is where you have limited space to play with, mm -hmm, yeah. which means if somebody's after you, they gonna get in, but you ain't got nowhere to run. Mm -hmm. You might get away if you get Green Chef, though. Mm. And I tell you, <laughs> I mean, you, you can cook your captors a nice meal. <laughs> yeah, you man. Maybe they, they, they'll let you go. Yeah. Vice versa. You have, you have a nice meal for them. <laughs> hey, you eat the meal yourself. The reason why is because, well, Green Chef is the number one meal kit. Not just the number one meal kit, though. The number one meal kit for eating well. Mm. And a lot of people, y'all eat like garbage out there. And you know you do. And some of you said, you know what? I'm tired of trashing my body like this. Time for me to turn around, take care of my health, eat a whole lot better. Some of you say, well, you know what, man? Trying to eat, trying to eat healthy, trying to go out there and eat the right things, that's expensive. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's why people eat like trash. Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, but Green Chef, that changes everything here. Well, first of all, what is Green Chef? Well, Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal company that makes, well, eating well a lot easier for you and for every lifestyle out there. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of choices to eating healthy today. You got paleo, keto, 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 <laughs> Vito, <laughs> Frodo, Bilbo, <laughs> you got all that out there, man. But uh, vegetarian, gluten-free. So if you're looking to just have more balanced meals and you're looking to eat better, Green Chef offers a whole range of recipes that'll suit your preferences out there. Uh, and I'll keep saying that Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. And that's because they have all kinds of dinners that could work for all kinds of people out there. 30 plus recipes weekly. And you have the option to mix and match those all you want. Mm, they look good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, and I'm gonna tell you some of the things that you can get with this. Uh, also, I always tell you, a lot of people say, you know, man, the other thing about eating well is expensive and it just takes time. And, you know, I got to cook all that. Ain't nobody got any, anything fast and easy, ready to eat quickly and also is healthy. Well, Green Chef does. They got these recipes under 750 calories that you can get ready in 25 minutes or less. And, Martin, you're talking about these look good, man. Let me tell you some of the recipes that you can get. They got... These premium proteins, organic produce, got sustainably sourced seafood, but you can expand on that with things like figs, dates, got artichokes up in there, man. All that healthy stuff for you. Mm. Thought I was playing with you. No, I'm serious, man. Tasty and healthy, affordable and quick and easy to make. Look, you ain't got no more excuses. All right. Put that donut down. Mm. Get on with this green chef right here. You know what? I'm going to make it easier for you. Because if you go to greenchef.com slash toasted60 and use the code toasted60, you'll get 60% off your order plus free shipping. Once again, go to greenchef.com slash toasted60. That is G-R-E-E-N-C-H-E-F dot com slash T-O-A-S-T-E-D. And that's the number 60. Use the code toasted60 and get 60% off your order plus free shipping. So you're eating healthy, saving time, and you're getting something for free. I don't want to hear from you no more. Eating healthy is easy now. I know I was hard at one time, but we just made it a lot easier for you. So I want to thank Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well, for coming in 
sponsoring this portion of the show. Hey, trying to look after your health out there. And I want to thank all of you out there for looking after us with your support as usual. Thank you. Now, I was talking about suspensing this with this being a bottle film. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think this is very suspenseful. Uh, I even think I don't think anybody in this room feels this way. But I do think if you are, really do fall into this movie, it could at sometimes even make you not really turn against this couple, but just start to like sympathize with the people there and look at this couple and be like, hey, man, you know, you really it's worth it. Listen, you're going to put the, the world at, at, at you're going to put the world in jeopardy. You're going to destroy everything because they one of the things I like is that there's just small moments where they make the couple look sort of uh, selfish look sort of entitled to each other in a way. They don't think, you know, make it look like they're just thinking about themselves just for a moment. You know, I don't know if anybody in here feels like that, but I can see some people feeling that way. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, th there comes a point in a movie where the things start happening. By the way, so much of this movie is, it feels like a more intimate remake of, of the happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost yeah. felt like, yeah. I'm gonna get it right this time or almost get it right. Uh, but there comes a point where it's like, oh, things are, are happening outside because we do cut, you know, to yeah. that. And we rely on, you know, the TV to, sh to show that. I'm like, okay, based on everything that you're seeing now, it's like now it's like you have to change your mind but mm -hmm. i think i think they take a little too long to do that and that can get frustrating it got a little frustrating for me well i'll tell you what okay let me get to the part that because I, I did like this better than you guys i can already tell up to a certain extent and i'm probably leaning towards what you're saying because as this went on uh like you know what yeah y'all need y'all y'all need to either quit or you need to you need to figure this out right here because everything is kind of working for me until you show this and this uh -huh. just and, and and this shit right here don't make don't make any sense. Now, as I said, there are moments in here where these people scared me. Yeah, for what they were doing, and I'm saying things they're not even doing to this couple. They are very frightening. Yeah. And right with that moment where the movie pulled me in, and I saw that they were doing, and I truly was horrified. And let me see if I can find an example of what I'm looking for right here. Uh, here we go. So right when I just started being horrified by these acts, I'm in. M. Night got me, man. Got his claws on me. Uh huh. I'm putty. I'm doing what I'm feeling and doing whatever he wants from me. And then they had to cut that TV on uh -huh. and say, see what y'all did? Close your eyes. That's a news report showing the actual destruction that they say. Now, I don't even, again, they can still put doubt on your head because of what's happening with the news reports. As I say, that's a good, a good writing thing that they did. But those news reports are so ridiculous. Yeah, they are, they are so silly. fake looking mm. and, yeah, and, and ridiculous. And even one of the characters says, how do I know that you didn't just put this together? Doctorate, yeah. yeah, doctorate. And it that doesn't get addressed. And I was like, no, goddammit. Come back and answer that question. Yeah. The thing is, everything, everything is wrong with these news reports. I, I mean, maybe some people were cool with it, but I looked at this. First of all, one, no news report goes like this. No. They don't show you everything. They don't show you hundreds of thousands of people dying and just leave, leave the camera rolling. Uh -huh. Second of all, like this, listen, this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but somebody's filming this tsunami on the beach and the camera crew, the news shows this. How the fuck did the news get this footage right here? The person <laughs> obviously died. Uh -huh. It's a cloud, man. Uh -huh. It's a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a cloud, right? <laughs> yeah, because even, even it's like, oh, this is some found footage. It's like, what device would have survived oh, that? Somebody that said it was live streamed, but okay. So it was live streamed, yeah. but even then, uh, the, the, uh, listen y'all, uh, live stream from who? 
Yeah. Because it wasn't. It, first of all, it was not the. It was not the reporter that mm -hmm. was there. Mm -mm. It was. It was taken from somebody else's camera. And even then, like I said, no news report because they let. <laughs> it's almost like the. It's almost like the news report forgot to cut. Uh, <laughs> Are they are because what happened when 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 the tsunami hit, they left the camera on. Yeah, and it looked like the camera was just swimming. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a fishbowl, uh -huh, uh -huh, like a fish uh -huh, tank. Uh -huh. Emma Chumla doesn't know how phones work <laughs> or cameras work. <laughs> and somebody said live stream from a drone. That drone was way low. Yeah. That was the case. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was somebody yeah. on vacation who was filming that. Right, mm -hmm. right. And right. then when it hit. They, they they just let the camera go. The phone was just floating. Nobody cut because they looked for a little while. And then even when they got back to other news reports, like there was no sense of urgency at all. Like the news anchor come back and like, well, that was interesting. Yeah. You know, it's like I, these news reports ruin part of parts of this movie for mm -hmm. me. Sure, mm -hmm. undercuts the tension. It it not only undercuts the tension, but the question of are these people real or are they not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it lended more towards. They're, they're, not, they're not real or at least enough for any reasonable person to be like, I am super. I was skeptical before, but I am really skeptical yeah. of, of, of all of you liars. Get out of my house. Listen, I know the phone. People in the chat talking about the phone was or once somebody talking about the phone was waterproof. I know that. <laughs> all I'm saying is. And by the way, I don't even know how waterproof that is. But I was talking about how they just let it linger. Yeah. After the phone got underwater, like they like they cut off like they, they kept it on there for a few seconds. They had to cut the TV off because they weren't cutting. Even they got bored of it. So, <laughs> you know, it's I don't know, man. That the, the and it's just I mean, even if you can't explain it, these they just look fake. Yeah, yeah, the graphics. And it looks everything. like they're happening. Yeah, that's the problem. Which it, is when they do, and it's that same type of footage we see. And it looks all CGI heavy and like it yeah, really look very. You weird. know what it looked like? It looked like one of those religious uh, movies. Uh, Left behind. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It looked like those movies where, you know, the planet is falling apart and they got, you know, the, they, and, and they don't have a huge budget to make it look convincing. That, that shit did not look like real news footage. No. Actually, let me go the opposite. Uh, it would have it would have looked better had it looked cheap. It looked too it looked too produced. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I I, 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 I still like the movie, but uh, that made me bring it down to a low matinee. Uh, where I was like, this movie is really working for me. But I, again, I think outside of those news reports, I thought he was I thought he was directing this well, which actually makes me more upset that he put those news reports in there because he was breaking. It's almost like watching two different movies hmm. at that point. But I still liked it, though, man. It was, you know, it's uh, when it works, it works well. So, yeah, it's a low matinee for me. Uh, well, like I said, it's a it's an interesting premise to start, but. It's, you know, maybe it's a pet peeve for me where you have a movie with an interesting premise that brings you in and you're like, ooh, ooh, what's going on? Okay, so tell me, so why is this happening? And when it gets to it, I'm like, wait, what? That's, that's it? It, 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 because when I was watching this movie, I was like you guys, I was like, this is really well directed and the tension mm -hmm. here and I am so into it. But then there were little cracks and, it, and a lot mm -hmm. of it was, why isn't anybody asking the important questions here? And I get he's doing biblical allegory, you know, and it's, it's not like Mother where, yeah, that was all biblical allegory. And it took place in kind of a fantasy setting. This is supposed to be the real world. And he bringing this in and he's rewriting the four horsemen and, and all this stuff. Um, but just the more it went on, I was like, man, it just 
if you put me in a real world and in a real world situation where I'm in this, what these people are asking is one, their sales pitch is horrible. I don't know how they thought it could be successful. And what you're asking is, is preposterous. I don't know how anybody is supposed to believe this and go with it. <laughs> but I was still kind of riding with it until it got to the end. And then I did, like, not meaning to, but just outlaws said, oh, fuck you. Um, I don't give this movie a fuck you, but it is just because because there are great performances, especially Dave Bautista and Kristen uh, Cooey. Uh, but it's a low rental for me. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, I think, has been his own worst enemy for the last 20 years um, for a variety of reasons. You know, even though I feel like this is one of his better directed films. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the, the tension is, is is well crafted. I think the cinematography is actually quite good, especially in the cabin. Not not so much with the, the, the things with the footage and all that. You mm -hmm. know, when, when we see things that are happening in the outside. And you have a number you do have a number of good performances, you know, from uh, Jonathan Gruff and Ben Aldridge and, mm -hmm. and Cooey and obviously Batista. You know, who is really the, the central figure of this film and he gets the most to do. I honestly wasn't too impressed with the other three horsemen. Oh, yeah. I, 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 it, it I, I anybody. They, it, oh, yeah. it just they didn't. I don't feel like they get a lot to do. And mm. they're, you know, I mean, it's Batista's the one that you're there for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he gets to say everything, all the cool stuff, mm -hmm. which they're just like, oh, looking frightened next to him. So I didn't really particularly care for them. Uh, but but the, the, the film suffers from the things that have been plaguing M. Night for a, a long time. And it to me, a lot of cases with the dialogue just felt awkward and weird and it undercut everything that was intended to happen in those scenes. And uh, the, the the whole thing, of the, the, it's funny, I'm just thinking because I've actually watched a lot of his older movies and he uses the news reports as a crutch. For mm -hmm. just giving a lot of exposition yeah. mm -hmm. away, and he does it in Unbreakable, mm -hmm. you know. But that is like actually good. It looks like news footage. Yeah. But then you get the signs. It's like oh, this doesn't look too good. And then and then when we get the happening, it's like oh god, this is awful. Yeah. And so and here it's it's that. And it, it would have been almost better had we didn't even see that. Yeah. We didn't know actually, like would that would have been more touching because yeah. it's like oh yeah. sh shit, like yeah. okay, and then that's even creepier then, mm -hmm. you know. And maybe you maybe you show some weird things outside, but. You don't make it look as fake as you do in the movie. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah I, didn't, I didn't dislike as much as you, Martin, but I guess we're kind of on the same page, Corey. I, I would also give this a little matinee. It's one of his better films the last few years, but I just he, he, he needs to stop making the same mistakes that he's been making. Yeah. Well, yeah, I read yeah. what people say it's his best movie since Signs, and I see a lot of similarities to that. Yeah. And I, and I think if you like Signs, you, you, you might like this one. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I just I just find that with a lot of his movies, he's got a very immature and childish sense of uh, morality plays. And, and this is definitely one of those. Mm. Well, I didn't have a problem with the morality in this except for God. <laughs> you know, because I, it, it, God's a dick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't if, if, if and I don't mean I'm not going against religion. I'm going to bed, you know, with the. With the 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 God that they say that sure. or that be in the movie, whose orders they're following, I just say, man, if 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 God is asking all these people to do this in this fashion, you know, with in these methods, I'm like, man, this dude's an asshole. Yeah, I, I, I just like, wow, this is Old Testament I, God. <laughs> it's like, gee, wow, you really don't like us, man. Yeah, and and you have not changed a bit. <laughs> yeah, but you think about it. Say somebody say like, man, they got hostages down at City Hall, and they say they're gonna kill them unless you kill. Pixie, you you wouldn't be like, okay, I got to do this. You'd be hmm. thinking like, well, that that's that's up to them. They're they're the ones doing it. Don't yeah. don't 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 make me the bad guy. I got nothing to do with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. No, I was just like, yeah, damn boy. I mean, I 
I would just, I would say, you know what? You tell God, kiss my ass. There's an easy way yeah, to do this. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was like, look, if I gotta die anyway, yeah. Tell I, you. I can just, we can stop wasting everybody's time because <laughs> I'm not doing what you just Get said. Get him on the phone right now. Let me talk to him <laughs> real quick. If I gotta die, I gotta have some, you know, I, like mm-hmm. I, I got, I got some words before we go out. Let me talk. Let me talk to your manager real quick. Mm-hmm. I would have put a Karen on it. <laughs> I, I can't do that, but we had a vision. Uh, get the fuck on out of here. <laughs> you know, kill me. I, I come out, out and have that same vision. Yeah, shit. I guess the world going down because this, this this sounds like bullshit to me. Exactly. I mean, come on, man. I need. Yeah. <laughs> I need more than this left behind Kirk Cameron movie you put on right here. Honestly, that's all I kept thinking. I was like, I'm willing to go with this, but I I need more than that. You know, yeah. What you guys are spouting. Yeah. Can we get a writer in here? Because like, they spent so much time in locked in that cabin. I was like, there's a lot of room here for a really good debate back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not really happening. Everybody's kind of saying the same things over and over. Yeah. But hey, you know, I, I wasn't the one dying, so I liked it. It's been a watch. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Had a good time.